All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will heal, we will entertain, and we will build you up. Um, today's podcast actually just dropped on me randomly. You know, I was you know just kind of sitting up, watching the sunrise, having a little bit of coffee, just having that little bit of morning peace and me time. Um, you know, before everybody else gets started, while the you know ground is still quiet, everybody's kind of still chill. Um, and I, I just, it like hit me value. Do you know your value? And, um, I keep seeing this theme that pops up and not just the TV shows that I watch, um, but also in real life, because I've I've been around various types of people and different types of people and had the chance to see, um, like no joke, like people, worship me, you know, in a way. Um, People throw me in the trash. Um, I've been able to see people move and leave and and live in different cities or even different countries and go through almost the same thing where, you know, they're either worshipped or or hated, you know, in that place. And the ultimate goal, of course, is to, you know, you look on Facebook or Instagram and you see your friends and family members and those people you care about in, in in comfort, you know, blessed, just feeling great, doing great, glowing up and just having the greatest time. Um, that's what I've seen, you know, is somehow people get it in themselves. They get this idea, you know, I'm, I'm moving to Canada or I think I'm going to um, move to Colorado or, hey, we're going to Texas. Or, you know, I think we're heading to Chicago. Um, you know, uh, like like a good friend of mine, he uh, moved down to Atlanta. And everything, like I'm talking about everything has flourished since he's moved there. And um, I was actually on vacation with, um, uh, with my wife for our, wait, 10th anniversary? Yeah. Yeah, 10th anniversary. And um, I got to meet a couple while I was, you know, uh, on vacation. And we just had a ball. We had the greatest time. And one of the things that was so iconic in meeting them in comparison to my wife and I is like they were a different version of us. And you could tell that that value message was heavy on them. And uh, or I'm sorry, not heavy on them in them, whereas they had recognized and seen their value and found the the way to be it and show it um, that much more. And I think that's honestly what we all want is you don't want to be trolled by somebody that's, you know, has more than you or better than you. You want to learn from them ultimately. Even if they're the same age and they seem so much more accomplished or, you know, they're in so much better shape or they can cook better than than you. I'm in a group with some guys where, I mean, they can cook me under the table. Um, But really, there is also guys in the group that also make it very clear if it's just mac and cheese in a cast iron pan, that's all it's going to be today. If it's just... Uh, cornbread in a cast iron pan that's all it's going to be today and i have like neighbors next to me guy just hops out his truck and it seems like he's got some ribs uh cooking 
So the value really sat on me um, this morning, and I was just thinking, do we really know our value? And how much trouble do we get in and get ourselves into by not knowing our value? And and it like it just started hitting me. A lack of focus because you don't know your value. Um, constant emotional storms because you don't know your value. You aren't rooted. You know, you know the parable about sowing into hardened ground that where you can't plant, moist ground where you know it is fertile, and dry ground where it seems like everything is withering. If you know those parables of, of where you can sow. Um, your seed. Um, healing isn't, it's not in you, it's in things, you know? And that that's what's really hard is, God, you know, I just love hanging out with such and such because I just feel so much better when I'm around them, you know? If, if you've said that or you start to read that off of people that you are their healing, um, you know what I'm talking about. So you drink to heal, you smoke to heal, you do whatever it is you do to heal, um, you gamble to heal, or you um, watch Sports Center every night. Like I, I, uh, a friend of mine, I didn't know this, but uh, that's how he soothes himself. It's like his soothing mechanism. He watches Sports Center during baseball season to chill. Like that's how he chills. Like the the baseball bat and the the fans and, and a baseball is like soothing to him and of course if you know his background like this is a guy like I'm pretty sure if we would have met on the street like he would have killed me <laughs> this is like a you know I'm not, I I won't go into all the details but like gangs you know what I'm saying like gang gang so like being able to see someone change their value message and change uh, 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 what it is that they look at as value, it, it changes things. But listening to the wrong people um, is, I think, where our value gets distorted. And you don't necessarily know you're listening to the wrong people until you actually have a chance to meet somebody or meet some people that, I mean, they challenge you. At first, like, you're really upset. You might get, like, really upset, like, how can you say this about my state or how can you say this about my religion or how can you say this about black people? How can you say this about white people or native Americans or Asian? Like they challenge you at first, but then as you keep talking, it's not necessarily that they uh, uh, persuade you to think the way that they think it's that now you understand a, a, a piece of a pie well enough to where you can make it. You're like, wow, that was very valuable. That's like a very valuable uh, a chunk of wisdom to have. Like, I know the Malcolm X story from the movie in um, the early 90s where uh, Denzel Washington is playing Malcolm X. Now, honestly, you could have had somebody um, uh, a lighter skin play Malcolm X, but as far as the 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 portfolio and and dominance that Denzel is you couldn't have found a better person I mean you you could have had Mario Van Peebles play um Malcolm X who's light-skinned um you could have had uh I believe it is Michael 
No, is it Michael Payne? Whoever the guy is from New Jack City, <laughs> G Money, um, he could have played Malcolm X. There's like a lot of light skinned actors that could have played Malcolm X, but it was everything that I saw in that movie um, and how Malcolm X was running the streets. He didn't value himself, and and this isn't strange or absurd when considering black people. There's a lot of black people that are just still um, damaged, hurt, and need a lot of healing. That's like the number one thing. You don't. We don't need forty acres and a mule. We don't need reparations. We don't need. Uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, <laughs> White Lives Matter. Uh, 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 we don't need all that stuff. We just need the healing. Um, and Malcolm X got that with the Nation of Islam, uh, with uh, Elijah Muhammad, and you know went forward and did some amazing things. Um, he led people. He inspired people. And people cleaned up their lives. They cleaned up their act. And um, and I think, for, for me personally, it helped people have not just a healing, but organization. Organization is something. Like, if you go to um, Office Depot or Office Max, two places I love that I believe have merged together now. Um, or the t- I think it's called the, the, the Ben store, the organization store. All I know is women go crazy over it. Um when you have healing and organization, watch out. Like, look out. And that's like the number one thing as an athlete. You know, if you're healed and organized the whole year, I'm at the top. Like, <laughs> I'm at the top, okay? Um, Angela Stanton is another person that comes to mind. Um, here's a woman who I can't remember exactly what she was incarcerated for, but she was in prison and having her child in prison. And I mean, it, it, it's just one of the most barbaric and nasty things that you can think of, like having a baby in that nasty ass place. Like, I'm sorry for cursing, but, um, she was able to use her talents to come out of prison, got her, uh, um, uh, appeal signed by President Trump, and um, like a, there was a, there's actually a lot of, um, almost as slaves. There's actually a lot of prisoners that were freed by Trump. So if you hate him, love him, I don't, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But this is like one of those things he did right. He got a lot of people out that were in there on like petty stuff, which is like, like really think about that. I'm not saying you have to vote for him or hate him or whatever, but like. Like getting out of prison when you're just sitting there for the wrong things. Like if you know these stories, like please don't play with me right now and use the news. Like if you know somebody that's ever been in prison, like for for small things, like holding like a, a small bag or, you know, little things like it is terrifying like to hear these stories. And like I had a guy talk to me um, it's actually during a church retreat. This guy was like hardcore crip, um, you know, like was in 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 prison, in jail, had been shot multiple times. And like he was telling me that he had a, a situation set up on him where 
he was being interrogated and the police were like, we're either going to get you on this or your friend. You can either flip on him or this, that, and the other. And they handed him a gun and were like, have you ever seen this before? And he was like, no. And he handed it back and they were like, too bad your prints are on the gun. Like we said, we're either going to get you or your friend. Put that dude, this kid, put him in prison for years. And the guy said that because he was, you know, next to his cell, that he would listen to him cry every night. So let me come back here. Do we know our value? Because obviously this kid and and the guy that I met, he's actually a doctor now. <laughs> like you went from prison and all that to now he's uh, uh, he's I believe a nutritionalist, and um, that's like his side job. I believe he's a nutritionalist and I believe a primary care doctor, um, and does like health plans for uh, certain businesses, certain schools. Um, but yeah, like knowing your value is huge. You know what I'm saying? Like people that are going into prison haven't had a chance to really see their value, work in their value and build in that value. Like, I, I, I think we can kind of assume that, you know, you know, if somebody falls down a flight of stairs while wearing roller skates, you know, that in their mind, they're not really well developed. Like who told them that that was okay. So I'm going to equate that to people in prison. Like they're in prison, their damage hurt. So what Angela Stanton did was build herself up to be a woman that even though she got in arguments and stuff on the breakfast club and, you know, uh, one of my favorite shows, like you got to listen to what she's saying, like the details that she's dropping. You don't have to agree with everything she's saying, but like listen to the details of what she's saying. She has found a way to value herself in a way that maybe didn't exist from before. And there's another part to it of molding. You know, when you do get out of prison, who molds you is very, it's very important that you get molded and and get under the right people. Like I have another friend of mine also. <laughs> like, Wayne, why you know so many people in prison? Um, I'm a softie and I love people and I constantly care and love people. So I meet and know a lot of people like I in the same day, I can probably reach out to people who maybe dine and, and have wine with Hollywood stars and also um, know people because of, you know, a lot of nonprofits and uh, uh, the church circles I used to live around that do have reentry programs and help and heal people. So um, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm all over the place, <laughs> but back to it though. Um, listening to the wrong people can definitely lead you down the wrong path. Um, you, you want to find qualified help um, and, and find that where you can find it. I'm not going to tell you where to go because it might be church. It might just be with uh, rehab. It might be sitting down with um, a psychologist, you know, someone that's licensed to help you. Um, it might be a life coach. Um, it might be a medium. It might be a psychic. Um, or it might be just as simple as a mentor or a coach. Um, somebody that mentors you along the way and will will teach you how to value your time so that you're not wasting it in, in, in each and every day like maybe they did. 
you know, when they were younger or were just like you or four, five, 10, 20 years ago. So kind of I was kind of leading into this, but um, who teaches you? So where you learn from can mold and shape your emotion and experience. So you can learn cooking from a prison inmate versus learning uh, from a soul food master. You know what I'm saying? Like they have this show on Netflix. It's a it's like a barbecue cook off. I would rather watch them cook than no offense. Learn how to cook from the cafeteria lady at the elementary school. You know, like if you've ever had like free lunch, you appreciate every meal, especially like um, when you have that conversation, you really understand like that money isn't flowing. Like you appreciate that because you getting that free lunch means now you might get some better presents at Christmas. So mommy and daddy or mommy only or dad only depending on the situation, don't have to fork over all this money so you can have Capri Suns every day. You know, Capri Suns and a nice turkey, you know, sandwich, delicate meat, delicatessen, (laughs) you know. But who teaches you and molds you ultimately shows and shares a lot. Um, You've also got, uh, like, learning sport Learning athleticism, your coaching, your mentoring. Like, I'd much rather learn how to play tennis from Serena. I don't even I don't even need to pick up a tennis rack racket and try to be like her or Nadal or any of those uh, uh tennis greats. Uh Andre Agassi is his name, I think, if I remember it right. Um, I don't need to be like them, but I would much rather sit down and talk to Serena rather than drive down the street and talk to the tennis pro. Um, down the street like it it just doesn't compare like she's she's a mom uh, she's a black woman she's an icon and her telling me certain things what if I get to share that with a girl that I know they could be black they could be white they could be Mexican Native American Asian it doesn't matter who I share it with um it could be anybody so like I would rather learn the sport of tennis from Serena and not just walk down the street and ask somebody because they're holding a tennis ball. If you see what I'm saying, like they can shape and change my perception to be something that does not have the full value. It doesn't have the full value. Um, same thing with like master chefs. I'm going to come back to that for a second. You have these master chefs that, I mean, they're cooking and making meals that are like a hundred to $5,000 a plate in in the restaurants and the fundraisers and places where they go. You know, it's like duck and goose and, you know, all these amazing types of, of food. And to sit down in front of a meal that they make, um, the, 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 the plates and what the, the food costs literally some people's salaries if you were to add up just one table like one t- one table of food and the wine and the hors d'oeuvres and uh, uh 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 the desserts and the add-ons like what they've ordered at that table from that chef can be more than some people's salaries so is value something that someone gives you or is it something that you learn you got to learn those recipes 
You got to learn. It's in this type of oven. You can't cook it in this type of oven. You got to use this certain type of cheese. You got to use this certain type of uh, uh, vegetable. It can only come from here. You need this specific type of cow, grass-fed cow. You've got to go to Nebraska for that. I don't care where you serve it at. You've got to get it from this specific place. So I want to learn how to be a Super Bowl winning running back or quarterback or NBA uh, uh, goat from the people of that caliber. Because to learn it from anyone else below that means that your value is now taught and fueled and funneled below its potential. Same thing, like for years, my favorite sprinter, runner and hurdler was Gail Devers. You know, I had a crush on her. She's physically fit. She's amazing. She had like Graves disease and she was still out like destroying everybody. And she had perfect form, like perfect form. She was like a superhero. And uh, I remember watching her run and just like, wow, like this is track and field. Same thing with Usain Bolt. If if you know anything about physics or geometry, you understand that a taller man um, is going to meet more resistance on the track than a shorter man, where typically your 100-meter runners were under six foot. Carl Lewis and um, Usain Bolt um, challenged that theory. Um, they found a way to get their feet underneath them and drive from the hip down below while also with enough forward lean, proper form, drive phase, they collect themselves in the middle of the track where everyone else is decelerating. They're holding on to their momentum from based on what they've they've learned and what they've been taught. So <laughs> I want to learn from them. And now uh, Carl Lewis, our most decorated Olympian, is now a coach in Houston. Like he teaches down there and he's had like a, a couple uh, uh, relays and a couple guys that are Olympic hopefuls. Like that's exactly the way it should be. Olympic hopefuls and Olympic dominators should be teaching and, and putting a value into people where they can kind of come and do the same. It doesn't always happen that way, but we should have it that way. We should have Olympians raising up Olympians. Um, millionaires raise up millionaires. It's value. You don't want that value to drop off because while those kids that that are living underneath a millionaire, while those kids are being raised, those kids actually find a way through their parents. Their parents teach them ways to value certain types of things that are valuable to companies um, like looking into the future, like investing in land um, and understanding the board that you work with and how to scratch their back. Um, so I don't want to learn from a coach that's 0-20. I want to learn from Coach Popovich. There is no coach in the NBA right now with more rings than him. He's got the, he's got a handful of rings. It's like, I think, five or six championships. Now, he doesn't have the, the quote-unquote arguable goats on his team. But, like, look at Tim Duncan, and he had Kawhi Leonard on his team. Um, same thing with, like, Dancing with the Stars, the pros. So I want to learn from a pro. You, you know what I mean? Like, take me to uh, 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 the Rocksteady crew. <laughs> uh, take me to the Jabberwockies. You know what I mean? Like, take me to Super Crew. 
You know, I don't want to learn from somebody subpar. But here's the thing. You're like, well, Wayne, that's way too much money. I don't have enough money to learn from uh, uh, Serena. I can't get even on her page. Like, just her 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 air costs too much. I can't go study with, um, you know, Tom Brady. Um, there's like Bill Nye and... Uh, uh, can't remember the name. Dr. DeGrasse, I think is his name. He's like super talented um, um, mentally with like breaking down like the laws of physics and all that. You might not be able to get next to those people, but I tell you what, just because you can't be in the same room with them doesn't mean you can't use the library or the best library nowadays, which is the Google. <laughs> so if you can't get with the top, study the top. Whatever it is, families, marriages, wealth, money, health, sport, hobbies, it, it's right there. Like You can just sit there and just be sitting there thinking of stuff and just be like, man, like, how old is this country? Go to the library and sit and read a book in silence about it. Google it. Google Amazon, Amazon the book. Amazon it to you. It'll be there quick. They know how to get there. So, yeah. Um, I, I got to wrap this up here. Um, but the wrong perception. <laughs> this is also um, something that it's like a value eater. It like it, It'll like chew it up from you. And like you'll look back and like it's like you ever get like a bag of chips. And it's like half air. <laughs> That's what the wrong perception is. It's like it might have been a full bag of chips before it got on the truck. But like all that time and just it's like all all the, that trip just crunched and munched it down. Um, so, yeah, the wrong perception um, can eat up your value quickly. Your whole mindset and soul could be planted and rooted in bad experiences, confusion, misunderstandings. And, and expectations of people that aren't seeing the world through your eyes um, today, like present day. So it's important to separate your experiences and, uh, uh, and or expectations that were put on you from what you still can do. That's why I said in my podcast um, uh, for um, Memory Lane, sometimes you just got to be able to sit down. And, and ignore the people that say no excuses and say there's still a way. If I'm still alive, this is what my grandpa used to say, just keep living. Like most people wouldn't get that, but he was like, just, just keep living. If you're still alive, there's still thousands of options. It, it's not in stone. There's still thousands of options. If you have choices, I think, therefore, I am. I am. I am. Say it. I think, therefore, I am. So I am making choices and make those choices. So. Leg day. Um, it isn't traditionally on Monday um, to join into the classic Monday grumpiness. Leg day is traditionally Monday um, because it puts the hardest thing first. It, you get it out of the way. It's the rooting process, the strength, the hormones, the testosterones, great hip health. 
And then you build up out of that. So number one thing that people always kind of miss that women get, they kind of check it off the box first because women are more root conscious. Um, these bodybuilders, they're okay. From what I saw with Kai Green, um, who's like, he's kind of like my favorite bodybuilder. Um, from what I saw with Kai Green, he goes into the gym uh, every morning um, and does about a half an hour of cardio. And that's really just burning off the fat. Then he goes in and lifts and does something. It's like a, a, a welcome to, to weightlifting <laughs> for his body for the specific body part. Then he goes back in after he's had a lunch, after he's had a meal, his coffee, all that kind of compiles together. And the rooting is in there now. And now he slams that food in there. He's got his pre-workout. He goes in and hits that thing hard, like hard, whatever it is. He hits it hard. And then afterwards, everything he eats just fuels the muscles and not the fat. But anything that's left over, he's going to burn the next day um, with uh, cardio. So I might be completely off on that process, but that's what I saw. That's what I, I, I learned from him. And so when you're building up out of you know a, a healthy uh, perception, a lot of good things can happen. But like I said, like in my mind, it's like you got legs on Monday, then like uh, okay, legs on Monday. Tuesday is like I think like calves and abs. Like like the the other stuff, and then like on Monday, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday. That's like chest and back hard, <laughs> like chest and back hard. And then on uh, Thursday, you come in, do your little arms, and actually, not just a bodybuilder, but <laughs> like guys in prison will be honest with you because um, their food doesn't have the the death in it that we have. Isn't that kind of backwards? Their food actually has to keep them alive. So it doesn't have the trash that our food has. And so you've got Monday as a leg day. Um, and that's hard. You've got Tuesday, which is like abs and calves and, and core, kind of like that kind of stuff, kind of like the cleanup stuff. And then um, Wednesday is like chest and back hard. And then Thursday, you come in and do a little arms, do a little shoulders, um, you know, focus more is probably on shoulders a little bit like. Um, you know, lat raises and, you know, all that stuff. And then um, Friday, you come in and do a little cleanup for the chest, a little tight, a little cleanup for the chest. And everybody has something different. But like when I was really studying this and really wanted it, I was kind of using a program like that. And, and I loved it. It, it worked. Um, but the best running programs used almost this same mentality um, to make the beginning of the week top heavy. With the hardest things to layer the details um, and, and then layer the details on afterwards, um, like as you're healing. So, boom, we hit you hard with this work. The hardest part of the work, which is that power and speed, Tuesdays and Thursdays are kind of like light, fruffy, you know, like drills, yoga, breathing, abs, going to burn up your core a little bit. But like Wednesday, Wednesday is like a... It's kind of like a double track meet. So you might run three or four four hundreds in there. You might run two or three two hundreds in there with like limited recovery, like a, a walk back 50 meters and sprint to finish. So you hit it hard in the beginning. 
not to hurt you or damage you or to, you know, scare you out of, you know, what you're doing. You hit it hard in the beginning. So you have a chance to, you know, kind of come in and clean it up and, you know, add those little fine tuned details afterwards. You know, you've got the roots set. So now you can decorate the Christmas tree. So aren't you glad you go through kindergarten before graduating high school? Or would you rather try to graduate high school as a six year old? Like, it's not put in that order to hurt you. But if you if you have that that value and the hardest parts put up front and, and you set up that system the right way, you can come in and detail the things later in the end. So the glass is half full or empty. It really is what you make it. Is the universe upright to you? Is it sideways um, or is it ever expanding? That's like... <laughs> That's like the crazy thing, like really sit and think. Are we upright or are we upside down or are we left or are we right? Or are we just ever expanding? Is it just an ever expanding thing? Like things that are radial or ball shaped are not upright. They're radius. They're radial. So like here's and this is the thing. Also, one of the hearts of this message is. If your complaints turn to prophecies, okay, if your complaints turn to prophecies, you've got to look at your mouth completely different now. That's not even, it's not even something you want to play with. What if the mindset to be athletic to achieve um, what, what if the mindset to achieve look like our athletic mindset. You know what I mean? You take the basketball outside, you dribble, 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 dribble. You go to the the um to the gym. And like please please understand, I'm not trying to hate on anybody, but like I haven't seen really any bodybuilders run for president or run for office unless you're talking about like Arnold or maybe in the rock one day. But like being able to build up your body and have health is something that not everybody is able to motivate themselves to do. But the value that they put inside themselves is they've taken an athletic concept and kept it more internal, but it manifests external. So what if instead of just looking at athletes as the achievers, you start to take that same mindset inside yourself to achieve what you have not seen. You haven't seen yourself become a Super Bowl champion at 18, but you drive to do that. Serena Williams didn't see herself as that stuff before it happened, but she pushed and manifested for it. These athletes haven't seen what we see in the newspaper 20 years later when they're five years old or 10 years old. You didn't grow up seeing that, if you see what I'm saying. Like it, it takes a different type of value and potential and, and work ethic to build someone up to expect something that they have not seen and one day become a millionaire because of it. Who told Damon John on Shark Tank that he was going to be what he is, that he was going to be a shark? Who told any one of them that? Who told anybody 100 years ago when they were 100 or, or I can't remember exactly when, when they were poor Irish farmers 
immigrating to the U.S. that they weren't going to be thugs, that they weren't going to be a, 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 a problem, that they weren't going to be thugs and, and everything that they say they've been saying about black people for the last 400 years. Who told them that they were going to be what they are now? Like now to say someone is Irish is almost like, you know, it's almost like saying they're kind of like part superhero. You know, it's like completely different uh, connotation than what it was before, like the railroads and all that. But huh, the glass is half full or empty. Um, and that's that's what what I'm really trying to say is like if your complaints turn to prophecies now, you've got to you've got to turn that around and look at it like, wow, I'm doing this. I'm not saying you haven't been hurt. I'm not saying your situation doesn't exist. I'm not saying that uh, I don't believe you. I do believe you. Like, I really, really believe you. So now more than ever, I'm saying, put that healing in there. Put the healing in your value. Put the value in your healing. Be able to love yourself and value yourself more than anyone else ever has. Because, newsflash, no one should love you more than you. No one should love you more than you. That's not narcissistic. That's not saying your mom can't love you with all of her heart. That's not saying your dad can't love you with all of his heart. But no one can love you more than you. You've got to love yourself enough to say that every day I'm going to eat. Every day I'm going to feed. And at certain times, I'm going to take me on vacation. Hey, me, I love me. It's not narcissism. Hey, me, tell you what, you kind of look like a werewolf. You might want to do some manscaping so you don't scare these women out here. You know, this is like easy player stuff. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Like men that know how to get women value their bodies enough to know that this is going to get looks. This is going to keep her attracted to me. And like it, it bothers me that the men that believe they should be in certain positions don't do this. But the men that can constantly go grab women and snatch women, they know how to smell. They know how to look. They know what gym to go to. I'm not saying you're making excuses if you don't have your wife clawing all over you and drooling all over you. I'm not saying you're making excuses. I'm just saying let's put some more value in that healing and more healing in that value. Lastly, what did the movie say? Like this is um, this is something I feel everybody should be kind of keyed in on and love. The movies are the it's it, it's not free. It costs like ten dollars to go to the movies or like three dollars to buy it on Amazon or whatever. Or if you have Netflix, it's like what, 20, 15 bucks a month. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> I don't care how many goofy powers you have. If you want her, fight for her with all of your power. I don't care if you're a nerdy kid. I don't care if she has seven de- deadly uh, ex ex boyfriends, girlfriends. I don't care how much how much she's got. If you want her, fight for her. Because I tell you what, this is I'm not trying to get too deep on you here. When I say this, I don't care who you are. If you marry the perfect man or the perfect woman, nothing will keep you from life's trials and tribulations. Men, please hear me when I say this. You marry a gorgeous woman gorgeous okay y'all have all the sex that you want y'all got all the money that you want you do or don't have the kids you do uh, uh, uh 
I mean, you walk into the room and everybody worships you. If you have that life every the way you want it, nothing can keep you all from having a plane accident, from her getting hit by a car, from her having cancer. Like you're not invincible. We're not invincible. There is no such thing as a perfect life, but you can continue to speak into that life. Great value. It's like I said, like if your complaints start turning into prophecies, you got to really look at that. So, yeah, Scott Pilgrim, that was like my message I took from that. All these amazing powers, how goofy and nerdy this kid was. It's like I love I love Scott Pilgrim. I love this kid because he represents a part of my life. And a part of me that I see in myself. If you want her, fight for her. It's the same thing in the end of Coming to America. is what Prince Akeem's mom says. If you love her, then go get her. Chase after her. It's no different in anybody's relationship. There's always something to fight. You just got to be smart enough to know how to put it away early or know how to fight it later. Scarface, you can have it all. But how do you want it? Tupac, <laughs> how do you want it? <laughs> Ooh, um, Scarface, you can have it all, but how are you going to get it? I want the world, man. <laughs> the Matrix, be in this beautiful creation, but understand that you can stop overwhelming forces with your mind. You can. Go ahead, be in the Matrix. It's beautiful. It's great. Be in the Matrix. But understand, call some shots. Speak it into existence. Speak who you are. Be who you are. Avengers Endgame, all of the power that Thanos had. It's like one of the greatest villains I've ever seen. Where he was such a villain, he was a hero. <laughs> um, War, I just ended that. People don't value one another. I just ended that. Um. All these things that people don't appreciate about life. I just ended that because I just showed you that with a snap of a finger, I can end half of you in all planets. I'm good. I think I think that should shut it down for now. And in turn, what happened? Everybody goes after one guy. They, they take the focus off of each other and go after this one guy. <laughs> now, Thanos had in his gauntlet and the snap. The principles that we have for a whole life. You, you hear what I'm saying? Like in his gauntlet and in his uh, hand, those gems, time, energy, space, power, soul, mind. In his gauntlet and that snap were all the principles we, we use to have a whole life. Time. Energy, space, power, soul, mind. Last one was interstellar. I kind of gave this up earlier, but I'll say it again. That time is radial, not not linear. It, it's not. Time isn't leaving you. Time is ever present. If time was never ever present, then the idea of eternity would be a hoax. The idea of eternity would be something we can laugh at. I mean, it's 2020. People are still talking about ghost stories. People are still talking about a Holy Ghost. 
People are still talking about God. People are still talking about the devil. People are still talking about ancestors. People are still talking about all this stuff that's eternal or has existed beyond the grave. How? (laughs) Well, all right, you all. I just want you to value yourself. Align yourself with valued people and valued mentors. Align yourself with valued teaching. Find a way to build yourself up. If it doesn't work and you don't like those people, you don't like who's teaching you, you don't like who gave you a bitter life, don't be mad. Don't be evil. Don't be mean. Just disconnect yourself with them as much as possible in a respectful way and go and build that life that you want. It's not their fault that they were too dumb to not recognize that they weren't helping you. So, yes, I love you all. I hope you love me back. Please, uh, yes, continue to like, love and share these messages and I'll see you soon.